Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <clears throat> Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the kickoff. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the fantasy football mastermind edge. The definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Nazareth, has several decades of fantasy football experience. His website, ffmastermind.com offers comprehensive fantasy football information, including a preseason drafting strategy guide and weekly in-season fantasy football newsletters. The Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge offers fantasy football picks to click and flip. The latest NFL news and much, much more each week during the fantasy football season. Remember... There's no bragging rights for finishing second. You lose! Good day, sir! Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazareth. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is August 3rd, 2022, and that means the start of another season of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. We are starting preseason 2022 NFL. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. My name is Michael Nazarek, and I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found on the web at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again for, what, more than a dozen seasons now, uh, my co-host, a good friend, and very experienced fantasy writer and player, Chris Rito. How are you doing uh, tonight, Chris? Not too shabby. Really excited to be back talking about football again. And for some reason, it seemed like this offseason – just seem to take a little longer than most. So I'm really excited to be back uh, again, thinking about talking about football and specifically fantasy football. Well, you know, normally we do uh, a lot of times we do uh, uh, fantasy football uh, uh, free agency uh, review show uh, in April or May, somewhere around there. And we didn't do it this year, uh, but we did manage to uh, kind of spice up the, uh, the intro music and such. And we got a couple of surprises for you and, so we're excited about that, and and of course uh, I can't believe uh, this is the fifteenth, the start of the fifteenth season of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast, and we're celebrating twenty-seven years online. FFMastermind.com. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I can make my living from the site. Uh, that's thanks to all the listeners and subscribers out there. We appreciate you guys. Let's get uh, right into uh, the NFL news of late, and uh, well, uh, the big news, I guess. That happened today was kind of a reaction to what happened last week, uh, and that's Deshaun Watson over in Cleveland now. Yes, he was traded to the Browns in the offseason. Um, they uh, went to an independent arbitrator, and they ruled.
ruled that he was suspended six games. Uh, well, the NFL had three uh, days to decide if they were going to, to appeal that decision, and they, in fact, did appeal the decision today, and they're asking for an indefinite, at least one-year suspension with some kind of fine on there. And uh, so now everyone has to consider what, what's going to happen here. they got Jacoby Brissett uh, set to play any games that uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't play. Uh, Chris, uh, the question here is simple. If you're drafting right now, Obviously, uh, you know, with uh, Watson at least facing a six-week ban, you're not going to be drafting him as your starter. But when do you consider uh, drafting him uh, in your draft, or or do you even consider drafting him at all? What's your take on it right now? Oh, yeah, you absolutely consider drafting him. In fact, I I would argue that he's probably one of the best backup quarterbacks to draft because – He's not going to get hurt in the first six weeks of the year, or or maybe more, I suppose. Um, And if you look at his playoff schedule, he plays against three of last season's top seven rushing teams in week 15 through 17. So in theory, he could be throwing a bit more uh, come your playoff time. Again, while while a little bit fresher, not having played 17 games, he's too good of a talent to not be rostered somewhere, even as your number two or number three. But I really would start to target him in the middle rounds especially if you wait a little bit longer to get your first quarterback. Maybe you don't have a guy with explosive potential. You can maybe possibly put him in later, later in the year. Now, the concern about him getting suspended longer than six games does factor into this now. So I think if you asked me this question yesterday, I'm saying he's a mid-round pick, uh, maybe eighth or ninth round as, the sec- as maybe the 13th or 14th quarterback off the board. If you ask me in a couple of weeks when the suspension thing hasn't been decided yet, I might push him a little bit farther down because of the uncertainty. Okay. Well, what's interesting is that um, anyone that's following the site and myself on Twitter knows that I drafted in the FFPC Pros versus Joe's uh, uh, attorney, best ball attorney yesterday, uh, last night. I got the link on the Twitter site, so you can actually click that link. They'll take you to YouTube, and there's a two-hour uh, review, and we go pick by pick. And I had the seventh uh, pick out of 12 teams here. And Deshaun Watson went as a backup uh, here to uh, the owner of the number nine team, Patrick Mahomes. He took Mahomes in round five, and he took Deshaun Watson in round 12, and that's about when I was going to draft him as my backup uh, to Tom Brady, who I ended up getting in round eight. So quarterbacks went off the board a little bit earlier than there was kind of a lull, so the backup started going in round 11, 12, and 13, and that's exactly when Deshaun Watson went. And I remember uh, when I first gave my instant analysis to subscribers last week when this first broke, I said, well, he make a great number three, but the bottom line here is that he's so talented that when he plays, he, you, can, you seriously consider starting him, so you're going to have to draft him as, a, as a, a, a number two, a backup, in the middle of rounds of your draft. And that really hasn't changed right now because uh, we don't know if this appeal is going to be denied, if there's going to be some kind of compromise, or maybe the six will become eight or ten games. I'm not quite sure. I, 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 I just feel that I don't think he's going to get the full uh, 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 season of indefinite uh, suspension. So I don't think the I think that's kind of pie in the sky. I think the NFL is just trying to get more of a penalty there and and maybe some fine money from from Watson and and we'll see. But I don't know how long it's going to take for them to make a decision on this. Uh, it could be uh, you know next week. Uh, could be uh, you know uh, a couple weeks from now. Could be closer to the season. Uh, but but I think right now that if you want to take a Deshaun Watson, you're probably going to end up taking him around 11, 12, 13, somewhere around there. That's probably your number two, and you're, if you're smart, uh, best make sure that you, you grab a decent number three. Uh, in this 20-man draft last night, I did draft three quarterbacks. My third quarterback was actually Carson Wentz 
uh, in round 17 out of 20. Uh, my number one, of course, was Tom Brady. Number two was Ryan Tannehill. So I kind of missed out a little bit on a little bit better backup, but, you know, I'm, I, I feel pretty confident about that. And as long as Mr. Brady stays healthy, then I'm pretty good there. So anyway, let's get to the next of the rest of the news here. Uh, a, a minor note here, Colin Murray, uh, in case you guys weren't familiar, uh, the Arizona quarterback, he tested positive COVID-19 back on Monday. So he's out at least five days from Monday, but Hopefully he just makes it through that and tests negative, and then he'll be good uh, for for a while here. Uh, it's it's a land of, you know, it's like we're still in the days of COVID, still a pandemic, and yet we managed to go almost the entire, uh, you know, uh, summer without hearing, uh, you know, so and so tested positive for COVID. Oh, Pete Carroll also tested positive uh, for COVID uh, on the same day on Monday in Seattle, and we haven't heard anything else. Uh, 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 Chris, you haven't heard anything about uh, any Colts players or anybody else testing positive for COVID uh, in the NFL, have you? No, they're uh, they're actually one of the teams that, as I understand it, is as amongst the head amongst the lower vaccination rates last year. So uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. that they would be talking about it if that was the case. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, moving on to Alvin Kamara, you know, who had the uh, the assault uh, battery charge here in over Pro Bowl weekend in Las Vegas down the down the road here. Uh, he keeps getting his uh, uh, hearings postponed. It was postponed from June to July to August. Now it's in September. And so it's looking more and more like there's a significant chance that any kind of suspension for him is not going to happen until 2023. So as a result, he's slowly climbing up the ADP charts. Uh, I think in the FFPC now, uh, last last night he, dra- he was drafted uh, late middle to late second round. I think his ADP uh, before this uh, last uh, delay was in the third round. Uh, what do you think, Chris, about uh, Alvin Kamara? Are you going to target him in the second or third round, or are you just going to pass altogether? What, what, what do you think is going to happen there? No, quite the opposite. In fact, I know you and I talked about this a little bit before his his hearing got pushed back, and, and I was fairly bullish on Kamara. I was convinced even with an August 1st preliminary hearing, it's not even a hearing, it's the preliminary hearing, uh, even with an August 1st mm-hmm. preliminary hearing, he was not going to be suspended this season because the case wouldn't be done until much later in the year. With the preliminary hearing now not scheduled till the end of September, I don't see any way possible even the bulk of the hearing is going to take place until the end of the season. So I would I would be treating him personally, and again, I'm going to be a little more maybe risky than some people would feel comfortable with, I would be drafting him at the same place you would if the suspension was not an issue. I mean, if it's a keeper league, maybe a little bit differently, but because uh, um, you have to worry about next year for sure. But I think, I think there is very little, I would say less than a 5% chance of him getting a suspension this year. Wow. That's, uh, so uh, if you can get him, I guess, in the middle of the second round, and that's, uh, that's about where he went. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I passed on uh, Kamara because of this situation here, uh, and I took Javonta Williams ahead of him in the middle of the second round. But, uh, you know, bully for you if you draft him and he doesn't get suspended. Uh, you know, we'll see. I'm, I think the ADP will be rising, and he'll probably end up mid to late uh, first round if things are clear and everything, nothing changes between yeah. now and, and uh, the, last, uh, the last week of the preseason, the first week of September. So, uh, anyway, the other big news before we get to a, list, a shorter list of injuries is Tim Patrick. That's a big injury there. So unfortunately, went up for a, a great catch in the end zone, I think, uh, uh, in practice and, and uh, twisted his knee, tore his ACL. He's lost for the season. Fantasy impact there, Chris, uh, K.J. Hamler. Uh, what does this also do to Sutton and um, Jerry Judy? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think KJ Hamler gets on the radar now. He was probably going to be just too deep on the on the on the receiving tree to be to be rosterable. But uh, 
Sutton and Judy, I personally thought, were going to suffer from Patrick's presence. I think he was very underrated, especially at his price point in the draft relative to Judy and Sutton. All of those targets are primarily going to go to Judy and Sutton, I think, especially the end zone targets with Hamler not being much of a a red zone threat. So this really boosts them both. Uh, Sutton's been looking great working with Wilson. I think Judy, who a lot of people were higher on than me personally, I think jumps right back up. These guys are both every week fantasy starters now more than likely. Okay. Uh, let's get to the uh, sh- fairly short list of uh, injuries here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he had his foot stepped on. It's his minor issues. So I, I'm not even sure if he really missed any significant uh, amount of practice time. Joe Burrow had the appendectomy uh, a little bit ago. Uh, no timetable uh, time on his return, but you know he's expected to be ready well in advance of week one. I mean, we're, we're just now starting August. It's more than a month away from week one of the NFL season, so no issue there. A little bit of concern in, in L.A. with the Matthew Stafford, you know, he didn't throw it all in the offseason, had some pain in his arm to kind of manage it down the stretch, kind of, kind of was mum about it. Uh, but he, he managed to win the Super Bowl and, and performed well. Well, the team is managing his pain here. He's still having a little bit of pain. They're not really concerned about it. It's just kind of you know, let's keep an eye on it there. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still rating him as a solid fantasy starter. Um, running back Najee Harris, the same thing that uh, Matt Patrick Mahomes had. He had his foot stepped on, and so it seems a minor there in, uh, in, in practice. Uh, running back James White with a hip, uh, serious hip injury coming there. No timetable time for his return. I think there might be a, a, a good chance he might end up getting cut by the uh, injury a designation there uh, later on this summer. Um, the James White was not drafted in our draft last night, 20 rounds there uh, for FFPC pros versus Joes. Of course, we want to pimp out the FFPC. Always a big supporter of our website, myffpc.com. They've got not only the high-stakes fantasy contest where the winner this year wins a million dollars. I've got two teams in the event. So uh, you people out there, if I win this million dollars, I'm not sure you're going to be hearing this show next year. <laughs> we'll see. But, you know, I have been trying, I've been trying to win the big money now for 10 years. I've won significant thousands of dollars and all, but not the big money yet. But still, a million dollars is not anything to laugh at. It's serious money, and these guys have been paying out legitimately and running a really probably the top high stakes contest around for more than a decade now. And they've got at least as cheap as thirty-five bucks. So check out myffpc.com. Uh, back to the list here. Chris Godwin torn ACL. He avoided the pup, but he's yet to practice with the team. So you kind of go, hmm, I don't know. We'll see what's going on there. Let's see if he starts pressing later in the month. Marquise Brown, hamstring activated from the NFI list. And, and, of course, he was just arrested this morning for criminal speeding. Uh, well, you know, hopefully nothing, you know, really too bad will come of that. But, you know, we'll see. It's, it's still uh, the fact that he was arrested, not just because he gave him a ticket, uh, you know, uh, makes you raise your eyebrow a little bit. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Mark Cooper with the ankle is not serious because he returned to practice today. Uh, same thing with Sky Moore, the rookie uh, uh, wide receiver with the Chiefs with the hip. He, he also returned to practice today. Unfortunately, in Dallas, uh, new wide receiver James Washington, uh, he uh, injured his foot. I think it was a Jones fracture or whatnot. He underwent surgery, and he's out six to ten weeks, so he's going to miss the start of the season there. Michael Gallup coming off the ACL, he's going to miss week one probably. So they're kind of saying a wide receiver. They're not making any plays right now, but we'll see. T.Y. Hilton, I don't know. I think the Colts are still interested in T.Y. Hilton. Isn't that the case, Chris? I think so. And uh, uh, But I do think with the injuries in Dallas, uh, that that's a very real possibility. There you go. Okay, back over in L.A., Van Jefferson with the knee. He uh, went, uh, underwent a uh, minor procedure there. He's out a few weeks, but they expect him 
likely be able to play week one. Brian Edwards, shoulders day-to-day uh, with Atlanta. I believe he returned to practice. A couple of uh, injury notes to tight ends here. Irv Smith with a thumb. Uh, he underwent some surgery, but he is expected to play week one. Ricky Seals-Jones, undisclosed injury. He has missed four straight practices for the Giants. Keep an eye on him there. And Mo Ali Cox with the knee. Uh, that's not considered serious, is it, uh, Chris, over in uh, Indy? No, Coach Reich said it was not serious. They held him out as a precaution after he just came down, got, got tangled up a little bit with Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore walked away from it, stayed in practice, and uh, Allie Cox was held out just to be safe. Okay, and we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with assistance from the definitive fantasy football information service, Fantasy Football Masterminds. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com. There's plenty of free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. Co-founder and CEO Michael Nazarek has several decades of experience, including winning four consecutive SI.com Experts League Championships, along with tens of thousands of dollars playing in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy football content updated daily, which give you the edge you need to legitimately claim championship. Championship! Read Drafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP. They cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, we always urge everyone to check out ffmastermind.com. Lots of free stuff on there, including our uh, flagship uh, feature, which is our uh, free NFL QuickBits page. Uh, all the breaking news as it happens there. Are, of course, we're still keeping track of free, agent, uh, free agents as they sign and player movement in the NFL. And, of course, we're offering free Eye in the Sky scanner reports on a monthly basis. There will be two reports in August, including those covering the Colts' uh, for the uh, for, from uh, Chris Rito. Chris, this is your notice to get me a report for the first half of this month. Uh, of course, we're still uh, producing uh, premium content like our Masters List Customizable Cheat Sheet, uh, Excel app, MCP board, that's the Mastermind Championships Production Board, and the Executive Draftmaster Drafting Software. Uh, version 2 of our uh, draft guide, yep, we're already on version 2, released last Friday at 16 articles, including 4 or 5 from uh, Chris Rito on varying topics, a couple of brand new ones there. 335 pages, easy reading there. The price is in 1995, and of course we have several more articles coming, with uh, including perfect drafts uh, covering 12 and 14 team leagues from John Cooney. Our premium summer rates uh, right now, the Pro Bowl package is 49.95. That's everything except the Executive Draft Master, mostly the uh, preseason draft guide, all the updates, all the preseason rankings and updates, and our weekly and season newsletters. And of course the Super Bowl package, everything's 15.95. And of course, please follow me on Twitter at ffmastermind. So this is our quarterback preview show. So let's get right to the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks from Chris Rito and yours truly here. Chris, what are your top three? Who are your top three and why? Well, you got to start with Josh Allen. He's been consecutive years, the overall quarterback one. He shows no signs of slowing down. So he's got to be the consensus at the top of the position. If anything, his wide receivers were a little unproven going into last year after digs, and they showed development and maturation into a deep and dangerous set. So he's going to be no worse in 2022. So he's obviously atop the list. <clears throat> Justin Herbert, my number two, you know, he, he basically gave the middle finger to the sophomore slump because after a great rookie year, 
He was even better in 2021, finished number two overall. He's he still got some big, scary receiving targets, a returning Austin Eckler to catch a ton of short dump-offs, a solid tight end. He's got a pass-happy offense, improvements on the O-line. Um, I, I, I actually like the expected explosiveness of the AFC West to maybe make his passing volume stay high for a very high-octane offense. And, and number three is a guy that maybe a lot of people don't are not going to think about, but I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson still number three. That dual-threat capabilities he have are unlike anything since vintage Cam Newton or maybe MVP year Mike Vick. Um, the scary thing is he could still get better as a passer. I think they'd like to see his fantasy-friendly rushing reduced, um, but he's averaged 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns rushing in his full season, That he was on that same pace last year before getting hurt, leading the NFL in fantasy scoring and two points per game ahead of every other quarterback when he got hurt after 13 weeks. Still finishes number three. It's like getting an extra running back added into your lineup. You've got to like Lamar Jackson as a fantasy quarterback. Okay. Well, uh, here are my top five, and the first two are the same as yours. <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen, who I uh, pimped as the number one guy last year, going into last year, ahead of Patrick Mahomes, and he did not disappoint. This is running ability near the goal line, making the key decisions, and, and with the, uh, with the um, breakout of Dawson Knox last year, and now Gabriel Davis is taking over as the number two wide receiver. Really hyped about what's going to happen in, in Buffalo. Really high-powered offense. I think he's clear number one there. Justin Herbert, uh, number two, uh, like you said, he gave the middle finger to the software slump. Uh, 5,000 yards passing, um, I mean, upwards of almost 30 yards, uh, to, uh, 38, uh, 38 upwards of 40 touchdown passes, sorry. And he also runs near the goal, too. Uh, you know, we're probably running two or three scores there. I like him at number two. And I do have to have uh, Patrick Mahomes at number three, even though I had him number two last year. He loses Tyreek Hill, dynamic uh, wide receiver capable of making big plays. But uh, I think he's still got the talent around him uh, to, to produce top three numbers here. 4,700-yard passing yards, uh, upwards of 35 touchdown passes. And he'll run a little bit more now this year, too. Uh, he extends the plays, and he's got guys around him, too. Juju Smith-Schuster will help if he can stay healthy. Uh, hopefully, Nicole Hartman can uh, you know start playing a little bit better. And, of course, he's always got Travis Kelsey there. Number four, Joe Burrow. What a final month of the season last year. Uh, basically almost willed his, his team into the uh, Super Bowl there. Uh, you know, uh, so, many, so much talent. Chase, uh, Higgins, Boyd. He's got Hayden Hurst now as his tight end. Uh, Joe Mixon, I mean, the, the team is just really set up uh, to score a lot, and they're going to have to score a lot because their defense uh, is okay, but they still do give up a lot of points there. So he's going to be throwing a, a deep into, into a lot of these games here, upwards of 5,000 yards rushing, I think, uh, passing, I'm sorry, uh, this this year and, and close to you know mid, mid-30s mid uh, passing touchdowns. And number five, I've got Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, uh, I know that uh, James Conner had a big year last year, 18 I think there's going to be a little progression there. I know uh, Murray loses uh, Hopkins uh, for the first six games, but they uh, they got Marquise Brown to, to uh, kind of soften the blow there. Uh, Zach Ertz is uh, used in the red zone too. Uh, Murray can always uh, run run for scores too. I think he's still going to run for over 500 yards and six scores. So he's number five, solid for me. Uh, what? Are, who are your number four, number five, uh, Chris? My number four is my stick-my-neck-out pick for 2022. I really see the trajectory pointing up for Jalen Hurts this year. Um, his ADP is currently quarterback seven. Uh, it's been rising all summer, but I think his return on investment could be way higher than several guys I have rated right near or behind him that are probably going to go several rounds ahead of him. You know, he led the NFL in rushing quarterbacks in rushing and rushing TDs last year, finished quarterback eight with a very pedestrian receiver crew, and only finishing 21st in pass yards and 23rd in touchdowns. 
His stats in his first full year starting, I want you guys to go and look it up. They're almost identical to what rushing and passing to what Josh Allen had in his first full year as a starter in 2019. He had his breakout the year after when he got an addition of a true alpha dog receiver. Enter A.J. Brown now into Philadelphia. Is he a great NFL quarterback? Absolutely not. But I believe he will be a top-end fantasy option in 2022. And the number five, I've got Patrick Mahomes. Um, honestly, you know, I know this sounds almost like a sacrilege. I don't understand why he's consistently been going as the number one or two quarterback uh, for, for three years in a row. Is he good? Absolutely. But his performance has not been that way. He's in fourth, fourth, and eighth in quarterback scoring the last three seasons, and he's lost the most terrifying weapon in the league with Tyreek Hill going to Miami. You simply can't say that kind of loss won't have an impact on a statistical performance. So I think he's going to be a better NFL passer with more options spreading the ball around, and he probably has a very high floor, and again, an AFC West schedule, like I mentioned earlier. But at his ADP, I just think he's being drafted at his ceiling instead of at his expectation. Okay. Uh, my number six guy, Tom Brady, the GOAT. I mean, what's more I can say? You know, uh, I've got him up close to 5,000 yards passing, about 35 touchdowns. Well, I know he, he might not have Chris Godwin healthy early in the season, but they signed Julio Jones. They've got Mike Evans there. I know Gronk retired, but they, they signed Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Giovanni Bernard's going to be healthy uh, the uh, start of season two. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I mean, he can catch the passes too. I mean, uh, the, the GOAT. It's it's tough. I know people say, where where's the cliff? When's the drop-off going to happen? I'm like, well, it's going to happen when he retires. <laughs> anyway, number six. Uh, number seven, Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, other than the arm issue, uh, you know, what's not to like here? You know, uh, 4,700 yards passing or so, 38 touchdowns. He just doesn't run very much. But he's got dynamic, uh, you know, uh, weapons around him. I know he loses Robert Woods, and OBJ is gone for right now. But Allen Robinson has been tearing it up in the, in the camp. And, of course, Cooper Cup here. So, you know, they're, they're going to be tag-teaming the running backs, Akers and Henderson. But uh, Stafford's still going to be throwing uh, lots of darts and touchdowns to Cooper, as well as A-Rom. I think he's going to have a rebound season. And Tyler Higby, don't forget him, too. And number eight uh, guy, Dak Prescott, Dallas. Uh, you know, he's going to have to be throwing the ball there. I know Zeke, uh, you know, is looking for a rebound season they got Pollard in the, in the passing game uh catch some passes also run some but I think uh, Dak is still an elite quarterback you know 4,500 yards passing or so mid-30s uh, uh touchdowns here uh he's still got C.D. Lamb uh Mark Cooper's gone but Gallup may miss the first game or two uh and and George, uh, James Washington missed a couple games too but Dalton Schultz has just been fantastic uh, you know, precise route runner, safety net for Dak Prescott. I think Prescott still remains in the top ten here. So what's uh, what about the rest of your top ten, uh, Chris? Yeah, my, the rest of my top ten, all five of these guys are almost interchangeable, but I kind of got them rated from top to bottom based on who's got a higher weekly ceiling. So if you're, if you're all the same, a guy that could have an explosive week, I rate a little higher. So I got, I got Dak at number six. You said a lot of the stuff I was going to say uh, as well. Um, he just consistently produced better as a passer year after year. I think the O-line is aging and shuffling a bit, so maybe that reliance on the superior run game won't be there uh, as much this year. And I don't think the defense could possibly be as off the charts good as they were last year, so I think they might have a little more passing this year. High floor guy, high weekly ceiling. Uh, number seven, I got Matt Stafford. I love the guy as an NFL player, uh, but I thought his day as a fantasy stud might be over going to L.A., because of reduced volume and a better surrounding cast of defense. And all he did was finish in the top eight in every category, number two in the league with 41 touchdowns. I think his interception rate is due for a positive regression to help him out a little bit. And I think the swap of Robert Woods for Allen Robinson is at worst a trade-off and maybe even a little improvement. So I think he's a safe pick here. I got Kyler Murray, number eight. 
Um, he's finished as the number six quarterback in all three seasons of his career, despite petering off last year. As you mentioned earlier, I think he's going to have a positive touchdown regression as well. I don't think Connor could really score 18 again, but it's hard to overlook the loss of Christian Kirk uh, this year and DeAndre Hopkins for the first part of the year and, and maybe an arrested Marquise Brown. So that's why I think he's, I got him down at eight. Tom Brady, again, he's the GOAT. Um, the surprise I don't think for him last year or the year before was the Super Bowl win, but it was back-to-back 40 touchdown seasons. Only the second and third times he's ever thrown 40 touchdowns, and he finished in the top three in all these categories. So I think the loss of Gronk and late season injury to Godwin could be a little bit of a factor, um, but and he might not be top three in all these categories again, but there's no way in hell I'm going to say Brady's going to drop off that cliff and show his age because if it hasn't happened in the last 15 years, it ain't going to happen on my watch. And then number 10, I've got Joe Burrow. You just got to include him in the top 10 because of the surrounding cast and his own talent. It's obviously off the charts good. But I think an underappreciated factor that we often forget is opportunity. Joe Burrow's got the talent and explosive teammates, um, but they've made a lot of improvements on the O-line. They've got a maturation of a team, and they've got a great running game. So maybe they will lean on the pass, and his volume might come down a little bit, which keeps me from vaulting him into my top five. Okay. Well, I got a guy in my top ten that's not in your top ten, but he's probably right on the border there. Uh, number nine, Derek Carr. I mean, we're we're already talking. I think he finished, what, uh, number 11 or 12 last year. Uh, now he gets Devontae Adams. Uh, a healthy Darren Waller is going to help, too. Hunter Renfro. Uh, you know, it, it's just really looking up for Derek Carr. I think close to 5,000 yards passing, 30-plus uh, touchdown passes. Uh, you know, he just—he's going to be a top ten guy, uh, and very, very cheap in terms of ADP. You can get him in the middle rounds of your draft as your fantasy starter. Uh, but back to back of you know, pick up another guy to, to back up with him and all. But he's still very safe. And number ten, uh, Lamar Jackson. I've just not got a good feeling about Lamar. I know uh, you know everything that he looked good before his injury last year, but uh, the loss of Mar- Marquise Brown really con- uh, con- you know concerns me. Um, Rashad Bateman showed a little bit of potential, but I, I don't even think he scored last year when he played with the team. So uh, Mark Andrews, uh, you know, you can't, can't catch all the touchdown passes there. I know Lamar's going to run a lot and all, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel that, you know, if he runs too much, he might get injured, uh, you know. But I still got him in my top ten. He's just not my favorite guy, really. And when it comes down to all these other guys, I take all of them over him. You know, it's just a feeling. I, li- I like, do like Jalen Hurts. It's number 11. It's my 11 guy, so I understand where you're coming from on there. You know, we'll see where it goes with A.J. Brown and all, but, uh, you know, he's definitely uh, you know a young kid on the rise and, and we'll see what goes on from there uh all right uh that, that's our top 10 for quarterbacks uh why don't you give me a couple of guys you think are underrated chris uh at the quarterback position for 2022 uh, i'm gonna start with tua i mean he's barely being drafted as a quarterback two according to adp so there's a bargain to be had there if you wait for a backup i mean they've made huge improvements on the old line they got a trio of nfl caliber running backs after having none for several years and then they added, you know, Tyreek Hill to Jalen Waddell, two of the top 12 PPR receivers from last year. They also played it to its strengths and weaknesses because they're most, the two most electric yak yard-after-catch players in the league. He's very accurate in the short range, and he actually was very accurate on deep balls. Uh, he just didn't throw very many last year. He's got good chemistry already with Hill. So I think with their explosiveness, he's an even better best ball backup with potential for a lot of big plays and big weeks. And then a guy I think a lot of people are sleeping on is Jameis Winston. Uh, When he had his early season injury last year, he was having a career revival without any receivers to speak of uh, and the play calling that was designed to limit him. Nonetheless, he was a solid fantasy quarterback too, five and one as a starter also, despite being 29th in pass attempts. 
It's hard to believe that the return of a healthy Michael Thomas, the signing of ball magnet Jarvis Landry, and the drafting of Chris Olave won't vastly improve the talent on the outside, and even a shift to an average NFL passing volume should make Winston vastly outperform his draft position significantly. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. I've got one underrated guy here. I, I put him in the sleeper category, but obviously a obviously sleeper, and we've, I've already talked to him. Derek Carr, the fact is that even last night he wasn't uh, drafted as a uh, fantasy starter, and he can be a fantasy starter, especially in a 12-man league. So, uh, you know, you can wait and wait and wait and draft him in the middle rounds there. And the other sleeper I do have is Mac Jones, uh, you know, coming out of Alabama, my favorite college school for obvious reasons because I lived there uh, for 30-plus years. But, uh, you know, he was really just uh, you know, put on a leash, and now they've got Devonta Parker there. They're going to open it up. He's looking really good in camp, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him play this preseason. Hopefully we will get to see him play. So I think he's going to open it up. I think he's going to produce a lot more. I'm not saying he's going to be a fantasy starter, but he's definitely going to be a much better fantasy backup option, and he is coming really late in drafts, so the ADP is low. You can grab Mac Jones anytime you want. A couple overrated creeper guys in my eyes, and I drafted one of them last night, Ryan Tannehill, because I, I waited a little bit too long to get him, grab my second guy. But, you know, he, he loses A.J. Brown. Of course, he does have uh, Robert Woods, who's coming off a torn ACL, and, of course, uh, rookie Traylon Burks uh, had a little bit of a problem with asthma, but he's coming along a little bit. This team, obviously, is a run-first team, Derrick Henry, and also there will be games where Tannehill doesn't do much, but he can surprise also. He's been working well with Austin Hooper, so I've got a little bit of, of uh, hope uh, that he can put up some decent fantasy backup quarterback numbers, but there are definite, definite better options, at back, fantasy backup quarterback uh, options there. And also, I hate to say this, but Daniel Jones uh, – Kali, uh, I've been burned by him. Uh, not not that I draft him as a starter. I haven't done that, but I've drafted him plenty of times as a backup, and he's been almost unstartable. Of course, we got a new head coach, Brian DeBall, there. Well, hopefully that, that he and his staff can turn the Giants around. But, uh, you know, I just hear that in, in practice, uh, Daniel Jones to Kenny Galladay is like more like Rachel and Joey instead of Rachel and Ross from Friends. So I thought that was an interesting uh, uh, um, way to put things between those two. Uh, the bottom line is that let somebody else take Daniel Jones as your fantasy backup or, you know, whatnot, even if you're in a really big league, 20-man league, and you got to consider him for a possible starting. No, I just, I'm just not taking him. Give me a couple of overrated choices at, uh, at quarterback that uh, for you, Chris. <laughs> Hey, if you want to make uh, references to TV to attract a younger audience, you got to go Stranger Things, not Friends. I'm just telling you, you know, going forward. <laughs> so, a uh, couple of guys that are, are well-known names that are being drafted on name recognition, They're being overdrafted, in my opinion, on name recognition, are Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I mean, Rodgers, clearly, he's the two-time MVP. He's still a great NFL quarterback. But the team had a shortage of receiving options before trading away Devontae Adams and losing Marquise Valdez-Scantling. I just don't think Christian Watson and, and Sammy Watkins are going to be enough of a force to make up for that. Um, it's hard for me to see how a team with a really good defense and two talented bell cow caliber backs will not, will not continue to run it and play a little more conservative, even with a great quarterback like Rodgers and his efficiency and talent. Someone else can take him as their number one based on name, and, and I'm going to pass on him. And then Russell Wilson. I think a lot of people are seeing a huge resurgence in Denver with a deep wide receiver crew until Patrick got hurt and maybe a division that will require them to let Russ cook a little bit. Um, but he had his best two seasons fantasy-wise the last couple of years on teams that needed him to throw a lot because of a bad defense and an erratic, unpredictable run game. The Broncos have a much better defense and two really good running backs, so I don't clearly see a guaranteed path 
to Wilson breaking into the top 10 despite his number eight quarterback ADP. Okay. Uh, we want to remind everybody that uh, in addition to uh, all the free stuff at our website, we do have forums, uh, and including one called the Subscriber Forum, where all of our subscribers, uh, a lot of them, uh, view uh, post questions and such, and the staff uh, answers them and such. There's over 4,000 members uh, that are, uh, that are uh, members uh, that are currently signed up, registered for the forum there. Uh, it's not as active as it once was, but it's still an important resource that we like to pimp out. And, and uh, Mastermind is a family uh, at Fantasy Football Mastermind. So we like to get to know people that way, and uh, we appreciate all the visitors uh, to our forums as well as our website and, of course, all the listeners to our podcast. Uh, Chris, it's been uh, a great time having you as co-host of the site of this uh, of the show. I hope it continues for many, many more years. Um, I just wanted to say that personally. Um, glad to have you back on board for another season, and we're just now getting started. Um, what five five preseason shows, a sixteen in season show, so we got a lot of our a lot on our plate. Next 17. week we're going to hit the 17. the running. Hmm? Seventeen. There you go. In Seventeen. That's right. So uh, so next week we're going to hit the court, the uh, running back preview show, uh, and uh, you know we'll we'll be p- uh, releasing that and of course doing it live on on the show too. Uh, anyway, uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us for Chris Rito. This is Michael Mesrick. See you all next week. Once again, like I said, when the running back position from a fantasy perspective is previewed for 2022. Good night and good luck to everyone drafting this week. Football! Football? You know, a physical sport. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazareth, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Good day, sir! With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.